Cheers. 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 Welcome back, everyone, to the Tebby Hour podcast. We have a very special guest with us today. I don't know about very special, but <clears throat> Jared Tuttle with Liability Brewing Company. It's Brewing Company, right? That's it. Perfect. Welcome. Welcome to Tabby. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course, you're welcome, welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back to Tabby. Yeah. In the new studio. <clears throat> yeah. It's very nice in here. The AC is ripping in here. I think this is the best room in this the whole office. Yeah, I turned it down for you too. To work in a hot brewery, you know. Yeah, brewery. Our our, our, Anderson is always hot, so we have to start with this. Actually, what temperature does everybody keep their house at in the summer? Did you see that report that came out that said when you're not there it should be at like 89? It's like these people are nuts. 85. It's got to like cost a lot more to get the house down. It's got to. Like, that's a lot of cooling. It's bad for the equipment because it's going to continually run. It's like it doesn't make the air any colder. It just makes it run longer to get to that temperature. So I'm, I'm, uh, I got it 70 and I just, or I lied. I think it's 68 in the bedroom. Our upstairs is 68. And then downstairs, I just set it 71 and it wasn't 70. But it really helps keep the second story cold. Yeah. I'm, so, a, I'm a polar bear, man. It's, it's 68 across the board for me. Dang. See, we're like seventy-two and like seventy upstairs, and yeah, I, I think I think seventy is probably average. I also like it nice when I come home. Yeah, you know? I want to be cold getting out the out the hot shower. I want to get out and be shivering year round. My favorite time of the year is when I can open all the windows and just not have air conditioning on. It just feels so nice. Yep. What about the brewery? You got AC in the brewery? We have AC in the brewery, but garage doors and. Big windows and stuff like that. Yeah, so. and since your brew house is up front, you're kind of stuck oh, yeah. with all of that. And it gets hot up there. Just walking up those five steps to get up on the deck, it's definitely like 10 degrees hotter. So, Jared, you've been on Taviar Podcast before. You were here to do the the Tom tribute. Um, but wanted to have you back and kind of tell your story. Focus on who you are. Where'd you grow up? Um, how'd you end up in the brewing business? What did you do before the brewing business? How'd you end up at liability? How'd you end up at Thomas Creek yeah, and then you know, liability? I was joking before when I said I'd like to talk about myself. Well, we're going to do it. That's why you're here. <laughs> um, okay, so I was born and raised in Greenville. So I've been here pretty much my whole life. We lived in Columbia for a little bit. But uh, I don't know. It started whenever Greenville was such a small town that like, there's nothing out here. The building we're in right now was just old, sat there forever. But, uh, Went to high school and after high school was like trying my best to get out of Greenville. So like, yeah. man, I, I need more. I need to go do something. And uh, ended up getting an IT job and stuck around and met some really nice guys. You go to college? Time. No college. I went to college for a little while. I mean, the part, the hardest part was uh, working at that that company and going to class and them teaching you something. They're like, uh, well, we don't, you don't do that anymore. Like that's old. <laughs> and you got to yeah. take the test about Where, it. Greenville Tech. Yeah. Yeah, which love Greenville Tech, man. They've done a lot for the, the area. But uh, yeah, so got that IT job and ended up meeting these guys. And they'd hang out on the weekends, go to Clemson games and homebrew. And I was like, what's what's homebrewing? Like, I mean, we were college kids, so, you know. Natty Light. Natty's all day, light. man. Yeah, Bush Light. Uh, was it Natty's? That was your the beer of? I, I became a Miller Light guy and still am. But they, I didn't even have High Life fit. Back then, I didn't even know what. Well, I guess we have like the 40s. They definitely had that. 
King Cobra. Nobody drank it though. OE. Did anybody drink High Life back then? I was Keystone Light, yeah. Bush. What was yeah. the other? Uh, Milwaukee's Beast, The Beast, Ice House. Really, like, anything cheap, right? Coors came out with like the blue can. I thought that was like the coolest thing. I was like, oh, I know if it's cold. Oh yeah, I was a Coors fan for a while. <laughs> do they still do those competitions? Remember Keystone Light? You like uh, the hunt for the orange can? Yeah. Do they still right. do stuff like that. I haven't seen one since COVID. I was never. Uh, Keystone guy. Yeah, but it, it, oh, they all did it. Like Bud Light had like the, you buy this, you know, it's this color can or, you know, and you get it and you would get something. I, I don't I think I sent in for like, you got as many barcodes or something like that and you get points and you get a free shirt or a hat or something like that. Yeah. Like, I think I did that Bud Light one time. Bud Light had all kinds of stuff, man. But I don't know. Just hanging out with these guys, homebrewing, like just gave me this new passion in my life. Beer is so cool because it's just people. Like yeah. everybody, there's so many different styles of beer. You can meet one guy that likes this or that, or he'll turn you on to something new. And it's not like, you know, hey, we're drinking High Life right now. Nobody's probably going to bash us for that. Oh, you drink High Life. But it happens often, though. It's so, like, oh, you guys brew beer. Yeah. Like you're drinking dang. I think it's surprising to them. You know, yeah, I think when it you've been doing it for I think I, I shitty think I, beer. I think I've said that recently. Since 1903, like maybe not recently, not but it. when I first started hanging out with you, I was like, "You're you drinking High Life." <laughs> yeah, you're like, "Yeah." <laughs> He's passed around 40s at his wedding. Um, that was probably one of the coolest things. Speaking of High Life, uh, last what was it Thursday? We went to lunch. Had a he had never had an MGD Miller Miller oh, Genuine goodness. Draft. Dude, life changing. We were up there at. Why Perch. is that not everywhere? Like even small demands of the people can be like, oh, you haven't had that? I'm just like, man, that's good. I love a full flavor Miller High Life <laughs> MGD. <laughs> Dude, when's the last time you just had a Miller? Do they like, even still just make, make it? Like no. Miller Full or something like no, that? It's MGD. Yeah, I guess it would that be. Would be that's yeah, their, that would be. in my opinion, their full flavor. That old can. That yeah. black, gold, and red label. Yep. So yeah, what, year, right. what year did you start brewing beer? I guess it would be like... Uh, 2012, something like that. Okay. Um, a decade now. Yeah. Does yeah. it feel like a decade? Sometimes it does. I mean, I homebrewed for like five, six years before I got into working in a brewery, like doing craft beer stuff. Uh, but I mean, you were working at a brewery before, because I remember you coming in teaching the homebrew class. Yeah. So um, I, was, I would do that on my own time because it was just yep, like at Thomas Creek. Started the homebrew club. Uh, we, Came a 501c, like had what 40, 50 paying members. That was that was just for fun. Are they speaking of a club? I just I, I, like, do you ever see anything with the brew stooges? No, I mean, I see them around, you know, they still they'll come by the brewery and I uh, see the people. I just I haven't heard anything from the club in a long time. I think things are changing, man. There's so many craft breweries around now. Yeah, like if I if I was. I 10 years ago, I was 10 years ago. Bradley. <laughs> no, I like it. For those of you that aren't watching, <laughs> we, we finally got cousin a boom arm so he can do what he wants. Uh, sorry, Jared. He nobody, a, no, nobody, he's a mover. That's nobody what you're puts saying. baby in a quarter. <laughs> uh, what was I saying? So we had the homebrew club. Uh, Teaching the homebrew classes. Oh, so if, it, I was, if I was 10 years ago now, I would probably not get into homebrewing. Like it costs some money. You got to, you know, get into it. Like if you, if I really wanted to, I'd probably be doing something else anyways. But there's so many beer options that I don't, I don't have to make it now. It's there. Before, like 
you couldn't. I remember when. So if you think if you grew up in Asheville and the, and and you lived in Asheville before you started home brewing, you know, because they always had more breweries yeah. than us in Greenville, that you would not. You still think you wouldn't have the passion for it? I don't know, man. I I, I like to take life by the horns. Like, yeah, I've done many different jobs. I've seen opportunities like just kind of go for it. Let's see what happens. Like uh, the, taking the brewery job. I got an IT job whenever that company was moving away and I decided to stay in Greenville and I called Tom like, Hey Tom, I don't want to work in a cubicle anymore. I can work at a brewery. You know, I just sometimes like to go for it. So if, if my life in Asheville had been a little different, there might've been something else that came by. That, yeah. You know, uh, and times are just different right now. Like than it was 10 years ago for beer. So how, let's talk about how beers changed. I mean, let's think back, let's go back. What was your first craft beer? Do you remember? Well, let's go back 500 years. Oh, well. I want to go back. Like, how many beers did there used to be? Like, in old English days. You just walk into the pub and be like, I want a beer. You, you, want, a, you want a dark or a light, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, old English pub, it was. They would make their own, and it's, yeah, yeah. maybe a dark and a light, and you just ask so for a Pour it off a cask. So, so in what years were there 10 different styles of beer? I think there had always been, right? So even yeah. the monks brewing beer at every monastery, the beer would be the, tapas, the same yeah. style, but it would be different because they were all natural fermented. So the beer is, right? It's all, it was yeah. it would always no, have yeah. been different. I'm especially like talking about uh, monks and whatnot, you know, the triples, quads, doubles. There's three right there that And they might not have had those, sales. like, how long have those names been a thing? I think that's just how they would designate them because it was more of the strength and like color or whatnot they would make in them. Uh, and then the same beers in Europe, they were named after towns. Yes, exactly. Pilsner and then the towns, from Eisen, Pilsner. Yeah, mm-hmm. Dortmund, yeah. Um, Kolsch. And that would come, you know, that's a lot of like the yeast. The know? water, the yeast. The water, the yeast. It's all in different areas. Even, um, the, even the barley that would grow and different minerals in the soil. Like, and I think that. that's probably how the styles, what right came about. For sure. Over yeah. time. So I think that, I guess the qu- the question that I'm getting to is as you enter the space, of, if it was 10 years, if it was today, you were getting into beer today. How, you know, what do you, do you try to do something new? Is there anything new that's never been done? Is I think it's just, that- well, I don't know why I'm going to answer it when we're interviewing with Jared, but I mean, my opinion would just like liability does, like we do just execute. It's all about execution now. Because yeah, I taste some Pilsners and I'm like, this is trash. And then I taste others and I'm like, this is amazing. The same yeah. style of beer, but it's... I think there's like enough science out there now that like we know a little more what we're doing. We have more control. Like there's better ways of doing things that uh, you really have to dive deep into and like nerd out on sometimes. Uh, no, you guys are chemists. I mean, that's... <sighs> I failed chemistry in college. <laughs> I don't even take chemistry. <laughs> But, you know, that's, again, having that passion. Like, now I know a lot more chemistry than I did, and I, I want to learn more because it makes the beer better. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there is room, I think, for new things to happen, um, especially once we continue to learn more. Enzymes have been a huge thing recently. That's where, I like, brewed IPAs and started up that kind of started to do its own thing and let people think more about what IPAs could be in New England and everything going on. I mean... Yeah, beer's nuts. I, I think there's always. I don't know what the new trend is, 
Do you know what the new trend is? I, you, you have any, any vision? I think it's, I'm going to say this before you answer. It's trending away from IPAs, I feel like. I think it's changing. I've, IPAs have always been there, but I think it's the kind of IPA. IPAs are, there's, IPAs is this new, like, big tree. It's not just West Coast bitter. Uh, you got Juicy, you got Hoppy, you got New Zealand, you got New England. Yeah. OG West Coast. Cold IPAs. New West Coast. Yeah. But so I don't, like, IPAs are definitely around, and, like, they've been the moneymaker for us. I mean, seltzers and RTDs right now are probably some of the biggest growing uh, markets yeah, that, out that there. Yeah, that ready-to-drink market is insane right. right now. Those, you know, just ready-to-drink cocktails. Jack and Coke in a can. Um, what's yeah. the other? Moscow Mule, Cutthroat, or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see that more and more places I go. They have a, High they, noons. They have a tap. It's with, easy, you know. Is it a, a nitrous tap? No, CO2. It's CO2? Their, yeah, it's basically a carbonated water with booze in it. Yep. Or whatever, It doesn't right? even have to be carbonated. They could... Just use nitrogen to purge, and because you know, not but this is not a carbonated drink. That it, it's crazy. That's what, that's so the the old fashions on tap, those are nitrous. Can be. I mean, it depends what Probably the, the person's on. Yeah. I would push it on nitrous, but I mean, we do wine. I do wine on draft now, and we push it all with CO two. And don't really see. A, yeah, you don't pick want up. wine carbonated. Nah, I haven't really seen a pickup of it. Yeah, I does, think we move it so fast. Right, it it's not like it's, the flavor at all. No. It's, and it sells fast, right? It's not like it's sitting on tap for Wait, a month and a, a half. you have a wine on draft? We have two. I didn't know that. That would be yeah. a nice thing to have. Man, it definitely saved on having to like mini bottles and, and shit like that. Just for those listening that don't know if uh, that some of the laws here are very interesting. Because me and cousin both have the same license, except I don't have a kitchen, kitchen. license. Yep. For, so I'm limited by, I can only serve my beer. That's all I can sell. So I can't even like buy beer from him or put wine or cider on tap to create some limitations. But yeah, it's nuts because if you actually look at the license, I was talking about someone. I was talking with this about someone the other day. If you look at the license, they both just say in-state brewery or winery. Yeah, there's really no designation yeah. um, that I think anyone on the any front end would ever see. So why would you not? You're you're a bar. You've got a tap room. You're selling beer and wine why would you not get a liquor license he can't get a liquor license because he doesn't have a kitchen yeah, so you have so to have, have a kitchen have for that kitchen. so you have yep. to have the food and there's which like opens i, up I know that there's requirements of like you got to be able to serve 40 plates yeah you have to yeah, keep it's hot 40 meals. it's 40 pounds of food on hand 50 hot meals yeah okay that's how they designate it hot okay. meals and so they, they added that recently so over the past five years since we've opened it's changed, changed. yeah because like you used to be able to do like stupid. charcuterie board. Yeah, yeah. Hot so pocket. Uh, Some people would do a hot, hot pocket. Yeah. Okay, bucks. so I get why you don't have liquor. Why would you not have liquor? Um, it's a side of the business I just didn't want to get into to start. Okay. Um, that makes sense. I think as things change for me and my business, we will probably relook at that because now it's just getting a license, building a wet bar, or doing all RTDs. Ready to drink. Yeah, and we we thought about having a kitchen when we first opened because uh, being able to serve the public, you know, food and stuff while they're there, great. We have two restaurants right next to us, yeah. so we decided not pretty good to restaurants do it. Too. Yeah, uh, and we have a great relationship with them, and uh, it, yeah, it makes the setup, things easy. The setup there is pretty nice to be able to walk over there, yeah. order, um, and they'll bring it right to you. The 
the, the only the, thing the that thing would be better is if you guys like, had toast and I could order it from my phone and they could deliver it to me. Or Tabby. Or Tabby. <laughs> <laughs> well, the <laughs> the reason we didn't go with the kitchen though was because that's a whole nother level of like no, I get management. Side, uh, yeah, I get you know? it. It's a logistical and nightmare. That liquor side too, sometimes where we're at, like the barbecue place next to us sells liquor and I think pizza does too. But uh and you got a new bourbon bar, right? Or is that? Oh, yeah. And there's the bourbon bar that just opened up there. Um, but uh, liquor is a whole nother level of, you know. It's uh, safety, it, right? It's it's the drunk people. I hate to say the drunk people, but it is a tips server liability thing. Um, insurance rates are different. Yeah, it's just um, a lot of things. It definitely is. And then you got to know. you got to hire. It affects people um, differently. Mixologists. Yeah. It affects people differently, though. He's right. Like, if I had the license, I would get RTDs, and then I can. It's much easier to serve it, and it's much easier to like. I don't want to say limit, but like well, track. regulate. Yeah, regulate. Yeah, and you, have, you don't want to have to hire. You know what it takes, right, to make a good cocktail. It's a great old fashioned, by the way. You don't want to have to hire those people to like come in and make cocktails. Because you do. Like, if someone walks up and wants a Tom Collins, and your beer tenders that have been pouring beer don't know how to make a Tom Collins. Yeah. You so know, now ready, you look like uh, an asshole. <laughs> but you could but you could easily have four taps with four different liquor cocktails. Or um, the cans. A drink, a vodka drink. The cans right now fashion. are insane. There's so many good cans like that are good tasting cocktails. Okay, so wait a minute. You can't even have those cans in the cooler and sell them by the drink. Without to, to people that are twenty, can't have you have premise. to have a you so you have, have to have a premise. liquor license to sell canned cocktail mixes. Correct. It's by like an alcohol level, and then you percentage. you can't buy direct from a distributor with uh, booze. Like you got to buy them from a liquor store. I feel like we've talked a lot about alcohol laws on this podcast lately. Yeah, well, I mean, they're because they're we dumb. deal with them a lot. <laughs> like, why can't I just go to Jack Daniels, the Jack yeah. Daniels rep, or whoever their distributor is here, and buy from them? I got to buy it from Bo Herons, who I think Bo Herons serves a lot of liquor stores downtown because they're down there and they deliver. You know, or you got to go to the liquor store yourself as a bar owner and buy your bottle of vodka you need or your case of vodka for the week so this i want to switch back to jared just because he doesn't yeah. like to talk about himself hey and so we're going to continue to talk he'll talk about beer all night I keep trying to you'd, yeah it's, you'd, you're swimming <laughs> you away from it so give me two of your hobbies that don't include beer you want me okay. to tell you, you want me to tell for you <laughs> Do I only have two other hobbies? And you can tell hobbies. me 25, but I just want to know the top two. If y'all don't know, me and Jared are good friends, and I know everything yeah. about his life. <laughs> he's a dog breeder. He likes to build stuff, and he smokes barbecue. Yeah. I do all that. The, the building stuff is probably, yeah. Jared's like, helped me build a lot of stuff. That's how I know. He helped me build the bar in Greenville. You know, like when I got to build stuff, I'll call him and be like, hey, what do you think about this? Okay, so where did that where did that start? Uh, my dad. So my dad was a um, he actually went to college and everything, and uh, ended up working at a, a place where he built pools and stuff. Uh, had a really good you know life, family, and everything. So did that, and then got more construction and rebuilding houses and whatnot. And it's always just been a you know you don't need a computer, you don't need like your phone unless you're watching a YouTube video on how to do it. 
uh, you don't, you know, all these different things and you can just like listen to music, get in the garage and build a bench. Like I'm not, I'm not like here was, building anything I fancy. Was say, Wait a minute. I would need an iPad with YouTube. <laughs> so his dad, tell me about your dad. Tell us about your dad's pool. Oh Cause yeah. Cause I had a so, big conversation about his dad's pool that his dad built a pool in the backyard. So your dad spent years building pools. That was so just, in his own backyard. He built the coolest pool ever. Well, sure. it's not that it might not be the coolest, but it's how it was built. Yeah. Okay. And my dad, I, I, that's a lot of what I am like for my dad, like that whole opportunity. It's like taking a path that, you know, it's presented itself and see how you can like achieve from, from what is put on the plate. Uh, and so that's kind of just how his life path took him. And he was building pools for different companies, had his own company. And, uh, he just worked hard, you know, hard work and made everything happen because he could, I don't know, getting into. So you, stuff. so, but obviously <laughs> you grew up with tools yeah, in your so, hand. You knew how to fix it. Yeah. Things. He taught me how to do many different things. Uh, what was the first thing you remember building on your own? You were Ooh. like, this is, this is something practical that, I, that I'm not oh, building. No, that's not a good. You, you got to take practical out of it. What's the first thing you built? Practical. The problem. <laughs> um, honestly, I don't know. Like, it was something with my dad. It was probably, I can remember one time uh, we were putting in some pool walls and uh, I was overheating. And uh, Heating? Listen, my son, come on. I was overheating and uh, <laughs> I didn't realize what was going on. And, like, you know, I ended up puking or passing out or whatnot. What I don't know. I remember that. My brother smashed his finger putting a window in once. Like, <laughs> I remember the bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I want to, I think these people need to know about this pool that was built in this okay, backyard yeah, so. because it was, I, look, I tried it like an hour conversation with his dad at the bar about it because I was just, it's fascinating. And this is just like how incredible it is. So they got their house and now he's in real estate and they, they will, uh, his wife uh, is a realtor, and he does appraisals and all these different things. Here so, in Greenville. Yeah, here in Greenville. Yeah, cool. Um, and so they had the backyard, and they decided to put a pool in to raise value of the house and also to enjoy it. You know, they're getting close to retirement. They want to you know, close things out. And it's called a 20-year pool, or at least that's what it used to be called. Uh, and so it's basically a wood pool. Uh, you you well, build yes, the framing exactly. out, dig it. Like you get an excavator come dig the hole, put your walls up, force, you know, reinforce them. Two by four walls. Yeah. Two by fours. With, plywood. Uh, a tree two by plywood fours. All, yeah. Uh, yes. Dude, I'm talking about some insane shit. You basically build walls that are about like six foot by, you know, however tall the, the top brim of the pool is. Cause you dig down for like the deeper end, build that wall around. Uh, <laughs> two by fours and plywood. I'm making it sound like we're just like putting Legos together for a pool. But Does it look is... like a pool? If I walk back there, would I know it's wood? Oh my God. You, you would, would not know it's know. wood. And that's, so that's the questions I'm asking is like, are the walls not soft? Like what, what the floor? Have you seen, have you and been so, to his house yet? Yeah. I took yeah, yeah. You, right? We, yeah and you so can. I was asking him about like the walls and he's like, no, like the, the counter pressure from the dirt pushing this way and the water pushing this way, it makes it solid. If you, <clears throat> Excuse me. If you drained the pool, um, then that's when you have to worry about like the thing falling. But it's like the science, water pressure this way. Science. Kind of it's the, the science of. And that's what is, most is pools are. Is there some are. sort of plastic line? Like what? Yeah, yeah no, there's, there's still a liner. liner. Yeah. I was gonna say, what keeps the water you from seeping through the wood? Grab, gram, granite, granite. Like I'm just imagining a pool with wood walls, which would look super cool. 
So just the water's not going to be held inside like, of the. That's the structure because like uh, some instead pools, of pouring concrete, instead of concrete, concrete, I get that. Uh, well, they also have like metal wood, uh, metal walled pools. So like, is it less pool. expensive? Um, for what he did, because because of how much work he did on it. Like no, no he, but I'm so he's he's an expert in his field and did it himself. If I wanted a wood pool versus a concrete pool, which one's less? Oh, expensive? they're probably they won't. Sorry, hit the table. They won't build you a, a wood pool like this. Oh, nobody okay. would do that. Okay, yeah. This is just something there, old. It, his, we that that was inspection. It, it was like an old <laughs> yeah. time thing that they like, do it with metal walls now, and like you could buy the metal walls and everything. He did all this during COVID too. He's I like, love that I'm just going to build it myself. Yeah, that's it was just so nuts cool. to talk. Like he was like, yeah, that's how we built pools back in the day. And so he, he goes, I always wanted porch. to build one, and then I was like, hey. I'm just going to build it out of wood. Yeah, he built the screen porch off the back, man, and it's huge. It's really nice. Screen porch is nice, but he, again, he's like smart. He does a, a quarter wall, I think it's called. And yep. you, you basically insulate that part and then screen the rest in. Now, later you have the option you can put windows in and you can turn it into a sunroom. Like, because he insulated this part, put walling, uh, wires and everything so it passes code later on. And So what was one of your favorite memories of your dad when you were building things together? Uh, just that he was always, like, there to help any way I needed, like, and teach you. Like, he always had something he had to get done. But he always wanted you to be involved and learn, you know. My dad was always there just as a supporter. And, uh, you know, we used to go hunting together. Like, that was a lot of the uh, times together was us hunting, like, at the cabin, just hanging out. Him and his boys, you know. Like, now I got my guys and you guys uh, we still go, go hunting? hanging out. Uh, every now and then. I haven't been in a couple of years. But I've, uh, only been, need- I've only been dove hunting once. And it was a lot of fun. And I think it's that whole atmosphere of dove hunting. We should do we should do a hunting trip this year. So three day. There isn't there. there what's that place? It, I want to say it's north of us, maybe Spartanburg, I, and it's like a golf course. But it's you go shoot clays. Oh well, we can go to my gun club. I still shoot guns. But like, it's well, no, it's like a course. Like you go yeah. at hole one, hole two, and then you go like have yeah, breakfast. Sport, after. Sport and clays. So yeah, I, yeah. There's what? twelve twelve rounds. You get ten shots on each one. I want to add this to the. Next I've year. never done that. Let's, That'd be a lot of fun. It is. Oh man, I that's probably one of my. Okay, I think we need to go elk hunting, big oh, game hunting out west. So I haven't done that. Let's I, do that. Goal of mine: helicopter. <laughs> I mean, I want to be like blasting boars in Texas. Yeah. I could absolutely see you doing that, honestly. <laughs> You'd pay big money to do it, too, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I'm poor, so I'm not doing that <laughs> for at least 10 years. That's why it's on the bucket list, because, you yeah, know, it's Forget skydiving. I'm not into that. So, you want, all right, you want to know one of my other favorite uh, hobbies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, now that we're talking about uh, shooting and going to the range and stuff, that's probably one of my favorite memories with my dad. So like, yeah. again, now they're just learning how to use a gun, and, like the safety and everything that's involved, and just there's something there's, there's way, something you know? ceremonious about oh. the precision of it, the the step by step. And my dad's a, my dad has a really good shot. He does cowboy action now. He dresses up um, like, in cowboy outfits. God, what do they call and, that? And shoots real that's fast, cool. like a six, he, he six shooters. He like doesn't do the fast things. draw, right? He's not the. No, so they have he, they have three rounds like in one run and like you use and he's in time full dress. Pieces. Yeah, that's it. Period yeah. correct. Period, period correct. correct. Yeah. So you have like six shooters that they used to use when they were cowboys. Single uh, action only. Single action only. Exactly. Uh, shotguns that have to be like uh, I was side asking by side if he had two loader. Ratchet if he had one of the ratcheting 
Because that'd be a fun, like I've always wanted to shoot one of those. Well, and they, they do it just so that you have enough enough bullets to hit like perfectly, right? You may not get the best score, but you, if you miss once, now you have the decision of either taking more time to put a bullet back in and try and hit that target or take the miss and like keep going. Like I, he, he's, he's into it. And I, uh, I've already started buying my gear. <laughs> That's what I was, last time I saw your dad, I was talking to him about it. Cause I have a, I have a friend whose dad does the fast draw. Yeah, you know where they just like lean way back you know like one shot and that it's funny to watch those guys too because that's all reaction time that's probably one of my other favorite hobbies though getting back to like shotguns i love shooting shotguns just getting out there and uh sporting clay specifically we can go run 12 rounds you know trying to hit that birdie as it's flying and you got a second one coming and you get to try it like a couple times get as many points as you can it's like redneck golf well, I mean, we were all born and raised on playing Nintendo with uh, Duck Hunt. Oh, yeah. So then, you know, like, yeah. come in. I mean, did you have Nintendo? You were past Nintendo. Oh, no, no. I, Nintendo. Okay. I, I had one of the old gray Game Boys that was oh, black yeah. and white. Uh, I still Kong? have my color Nintendo. Have you guys seen Tetris? The movie? The, the, the movie. It's great. No. It talks about I, the original they a, Game Boy. They made a movie about it's good. It's yeah, Netflix. it talks about stealing Apple Tetris. Or, is it on Apple or Netflix? <sighs> Maybe Hulu, Paramount I think Plus. It's on is Apple. it like a documentary? Or? It's a oh, okay. it's a real movie, but it talks about like how Based it came from the Russians or whatever. You know, it's Russians. I think it was a Russian creator. So I, I, war game. Stealing. I like. I like begrudgingly watched that on a flight recently and was super happy. At the it was end great. Of it. Great movie. There's also a great pinball. You know, I'm a pinball guy. There's also a great pinball movie about like how this one guy saved pinball. Oh, there's the new Lee Stan movie out too. Yeah, dude, uh, you talk about the airplane, <laughs> airplanes in the movie selection. Yeah, you know how there's like two good ones, and you've already seen it, and you have to go like flip through to see something that you're. They've like, gotten oh, a lot God, better now, though. It. I've gotten really. I'm, I owe it. Like, I, it's part of a checklist for me of packing to download two good movies. On for some iPad. reason, it's like the last thing I do before I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm like, download, download. I got to leave in like five minutes. I got to turn off cell service in three yeah. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're trying to down, you're trying to stream on the airplane's Wi-Fi. It doesn't work, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> oh my goodness. We've, we've talked a lot about flights lately too, but I mean, traveling a lot. Do you have your, uh, um, pre-check? Nope. Like pre-check and clear, <laughs> dude. I'm, I, I'm straight to the gate. I'm. I'm I don't probably fly not enough for all that shit. I might. We might go to Colorado for. Uh, I think it's Thanksgiving this year. You're not going to drive this family. time. We drove to. Uh, we drove last year because man, it was expensive. <laughs> Flights but, have gone through the roof. And my wife's, my wife's family's out in Colorado, so we you know flip back and forth Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, for work schedule and whatnot. So last year we drove. And that's when that big storm was coming through. It, it was actually a great drive. My first time driving cross country, uh, but flights were expensive. And I haven't got my TSA yet just because I got to. You got to go to the location. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm not so going to fly until like November. Often, so. Just once. Probably like, t- once, twice a year. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, say this again. I'll say this again. Most credit oh, cards. Oh, that's totally worth anybody it. Anybody that knows most credit cards give it to you for free. So TSA PreCheck and Clear were both free with my Amazon card. You're like nice. Amazon Amex. Nice. Yeah, I've, I've, it's a. You want to bring it back to me? You know why I need TSA pre-check? I was only four minutes late today, so oh. <laughs> I get True. to the airport. I'm like, True. oh my no, gosh. it's, it's it. so it's it. I got to get my Chick Fil A and. <laughs> well, I, we talked about it uh, on a previous episode about the most stressful part of traveling on an airplane 
is waiting in line at the TSA. Yeah, I was gonna. So my next point was because you're not sitting at the bar having a cocktail. go ahead and just go get global entry because it gives you TSA pre. You can do like global entry and TSA pre check at the same time, so that you don't what? have to wait the two What's hours to entry? get back into yeah. the country. What's global? You get to skip oh. the line at customs basically to oh. come straight in. Right. They do still do the customs scan, but you don't wait in a yeah. two hour long line. Okay. Travel, traveling internationally. How long does that last? Because TSA is like. I think it's the same five years. Okay. Yeah, you know, so yeah. speaking of international travel, have you ever been out of the country? Oh, yeah. So one thing that my dad brought up to me, because my dad's in Costa Rica now, and it really bugs me, is when you come back into the States, they don't ever say welcome home anymore. Oh. The last three times, two times I've come back, and my dad mentions every time, they never say welcome home. So that used to be something they would say, like it was like, like part Chick-fil-A, of like the like, check, yeah, the checklist. My pleasure, or what, what yeah. does Chick Fil A say? Yeah, my pleasure, my pleasure. Uh, pay attention to it. Now that I've said it, pay attention to it. I will. Yeah. It's 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 quite fun. So of course, my dad, who's like me, you know, oh, we're kind of an asshole. Your dad. You know, uh, we'll talk about dad. We got <laughs> I don't know anything about cousin's dad. dad. I think I met him at the wedding. Oh, yeah. way more stories about your dad. Oh, than mine. Yeah. He like makes it a point to look him in the eyes and be like. Welcome home to you too. <laughs> <laughs> My wife, uh, I think, like the first or second time she met him, or it had to be later because she talked back to him. My wife does not take shit. <laughs> Walks up to uh, he, he says something to her, and she talks back. So come back to me, and he's like, "Man, uh, I don't like cousin Stad." <laughs> I'm like, I don't think many people do. <laughs> but it's then funny. it's like Everyone once you start them. to get to know, oh, no, yeah. yeah, like you, you know, my Nate. It's not that she's like pissed me off or something. It's like that was his point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he won. I like that's why I like Joshing with your dad because like you gotta you oh, gotta yeah. be on it. He'll say something and you just gotta give it right. You just gotta give it right back to mm-hmm. him. Give it back or make it feel like oh thanks. Yeah, like if you ever if he ever calls you an asshole, you're just like well thank you. Well yeah thanks. I, I yeah. think sometimes I throws him off. Call me an asshole. Yeah. Oh, man, I felt like that today. Yeah, thanks for telling me. <laughs> too funny. Oh, oh man! Oh, the roles have been reversed. This is spectrum. Should I answer? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, any big travel plans other than Colorado this year? Not this year. Uh, I'd like to try to go to a, a baseball stadium every year. That's like boom. A new a new stadium. I know yeah. you're a big Braves guy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, You've been to Fenway. I haven't been to Fenway, so like oh. that's like I Fen- haven't been Fenway's to many great. baseball parks. Uh, and now that I'm married and whatnot, it's like just one of our. One of our things, like, uh, all right, well, what's well, stadium we take, are we going to go to this we year? Should, we should take a group trip up to Boston. Fenway's great because it's old. Like, oh, yeah. It, I was, we were supposed to go to Boston this year. Like, her dad loves Boston. He lived in Boston for oh, a yeah. while, so we're going to do, like, a trip out of it, you know. Which one do you want? Me? I'm going to have this highlight. So I still got a little happy. Which do you want, though? Me? Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I actually thought you would like this one. I, I, I pulled that's, that. That's I brought an extra one of it because of, oh. because of you. I, that's what, what, is what is that? What is oh? Oh, Ultra Secret? I thought oh, these Gardner. were the same thing. No, so that's a Belgian blonde. You brought this just for me. Yeah. I, thought, yeah, I just thought you'd like it. Sweet I don't know if you like Belgians or whatnot. I do. I love blondes. You know, you talk about like the changing of Greenville. <laughs> my, life's, my life's blonde. Yeah. I've always been a brunette guy. That's yeah. delicious. Oh, thank you. Should we do some more? Ah, uh, yeah. Bourbon, cousin. Yeah, I mean, I'm in for whatever. Do you like that mic stand? I love it. It's so nice just to be able to 
lounge. If I don't want to lounge, I can lean up. I was telling you, he's having too much fun just moving it. Should I get? Hey. Should I get more of them? I don't know. There's, I, I, I feel like you like the structure. Well, so I sit up straight anyway because my back hurts. I'm an unstructured kind of guy, I'm unless it's a structured settlement. I think I look and then more you want cash now. <laughs> it's my money, and I want it now. Uh, I'm, I'm the same way. Like sitting in a chair like this, I've when I wasn't doing my computer job, you, you have to learn to yeah. Set up. Otherwise, you because your back hurts. Get that. I already got drink enough beer. Again, not sponsored. Should be. There's, we should have two sponsors for this show. Miller High Life, Woodford Reserve. And maybe even Athletic Grains. I mean... We're going to take I'll a start, quick I'll break for the sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. Do you like beer? We have beer. Liability has beer. Magnetic <laughs> South has beer. You should buy beer from them. <laughs> We come, would have to work on our sponsorship. Come enjoy yeah, that was horrible. A crispy pint. We could get much cool. Liability Brewing Company and Magnetic Sales. So here's what I think where about. Where the bubbles are bubbling. Is, is it's like, what do you... the beer is carved. Which, what do you, hopefully. Yeah. So do you guys ever think about marketing when it comes to your... Like, as you're marketing your oh, brands, yeah. what's, how, what are some unique ways that you found to stand out in the last six months? They do a really good job of it. We, I, I feel like we try, but it's all about artwork. You got to stand out on a shelf. So and I'm sure they get through the same process because I think I think our breweries have very similar minds. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get and an it's about perspective and interrupt you and say I don't think it is about artwork. Artwork's great. I think there's it's about recognition. It's, some, it's something yeah, like that I, you look at. So if I go like, to oh, a beer, if I go to a beer, let's say I go to you know think back to the old days at the. Barley's, where you've got all these different beers. Or you go to a bar where there's all these different beers on tap. If it's not a brewery that's selling their own beer, and I'm in another bar, what makes you stand out on the beer board? And so you're taking artwork and everything out of it. So right? It's yeah. just a name. Oh, names are big. Like, people love, you gotta do fun names. Like People love a good you name. You also don't have to do fun names. Like, you could also just be like, Kolsch. So one and of the that sometimes that attracts me because I never I actually look down at I'm usually in a mood for a beer and I look for the style. Yep, I don't even look and at the And then names. I'll I'll narrow down. But and that's something Sierra brewers. did really good. Sierra Nevada Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Pale Ale. So yeah, I'm trying to break I'm trying to break you guys out of the brewery mindset. Because <laughs> no, like, we, yeah. Okay, so you're, you're, you're so educated if I have and have a, so much knowledge in it. Sometimes we just like want, no, you know. Yeah, it's like I want a Pilsner. I'm looking for that on the board. You know, a good a good way of saying it would be like a even at like a festival or something like that if they have just a, a menu to look at of all the taps are going to be poured at the thing what like where do you want to go first like there are people that look for things there's i mean there's an analogy of like it's a skinny cook like nobody trusts a skinny cook even though some of them are really great <laughs> they got better metabolisms i think because i eat all the time but it's like if somebody if you, you have to trust somebody that drinks beer that makes beer like if you're if you make beer and don't drink your beer it's like uh, what's wrong with your beer? Okay, so we do you drink your beer a lot? Oh yeah, do you really though? Yeah, I know I really you drink do. your beer a lot. Probably I don't not. though. It, I, I'll tell you what. Like I drink how, more. How are you going to say you don't drink your beer a lot? I drink. I mean, I do. I if drink, you worked I, at McDonald's, would you eat nuggets all the time? 
You know, like sometimes you get in that right. point of being like, ah, I'm I, but I'm going to call you on that because I've drank enough of your beer with you to know that you drink your beer a lot. Yeah, but I drink a lot of other beer too. Well, you you, do, you drink a lot of beer. I drink a lot of vodka too. <laughs> I, mean, well, I pretty much stopped drinking beer at the house. Yeah, I agree. One, I'm I'm trying to relax and just like sit on the couch. Like having three or four beers is not what I need to be doing. So maybe some wine. My lovely wife has taught me a lot about wine uh, or a cocktail. Mm. Speaking of wine, if you'd like to join us, we had Cityscape Winery on last week. Ah. My mom's coming. July 23rd. I think it's a Sunday. So here's the deal. We're we, going to go we, out to Cityscape. And we missed because of, I'll say, well, I can tell the story now, but our dog had an emergency Saturday morning. and UTI? Another uh, well, one? She, had, she had surgery on Friday. So she, oh. had like, she was spayed, and then she had sort of the, the correction of oh. the UTI thing. Yeah. And without going into a lot of detail, she had some stitches that were tore on Saturday morning. So oh. we, did, we did not go... To the cityscape wine, so we should reschedule the tour and make it a bigger. We're going event. when mom's coming, right? I think the twenty third. We should do the tour. I'm right. I'm like five minutes. You from guys cityscape. join us, but also that's we need to do a triple date night. Oh, that's yeah. We talked about that last time we were hanging out. My wife and I love. Well, she she's not on the wine right now, but well, I, we did. We yeah. had an impromptu double date the other night. We went out to uh, the Shire, the Peddler, the Peddler. Place is great. They you just gotta, picked up. Uh, they just it was on time. Man, it was on time. You know what I didn't have when I was there? A craft beer. <laughs> That's I think true. we had a cocktail and two bottles of wine. Yeah, we had some good Rhone from France. I was. Uh, we were sitting there and we ate the. the you know, the, it comes with the salad. It's just really oh, fancy steakhouse. Great right? you, you just ordered the bar. steak and like everything else is at the salad bar. Um, they, they have anchovies and whatnot on it, right? Or sardines? Yeah, yeah both sardines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both. And they also have Vienna sausages. Well, one, one, I was, you know, talking to the waitress and she's younger. I think it was like the, the daughter or something of the owner. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you've never had uh, anchovies. It's like, no, it's just like, they're on the salad bar. It's like, no. And I was able to talk to them and come over and have some. Really? <laughs> I'm not, I'm, they, I don't, I'm not, I don't care for anchovies. Oh, they did it. They did not enjoy it. And I was like, you know, that's an original uh, Caesar salad. It's got anchovies stuff on it. Well, it's the dressing, uh, right? They make the dressing with... with yeah. Yeah. Anchovy so you, paste. There's a lot of recipes that you can... Anchovy paste. Uh, like a lot of marinades and sauces that you don't even know it's in there, but it's... Cooking. That's, that's like a little umami. You're co yeah, Woodworking, like, cooking. Cooking how many would be masters, number one. Or man. what do they call them? Mother, how many mother I'm sauces do you know? <laughs> you know all the mothers? Now you're pulling back old so stories. So we're going to do, do a cook-off. Cousin and smoke I been, off. Well, so we're going to do a steak cook off, number one, and then a smoke off. And I'm also going to tag uh, Chris Rossensteel in this from Society because he and I have been talking about a steak cheating. cook off. He's, a, he's, he's like a legit chef, though. So we have to. That's cheating. We have to prepare. <laughs> so we get 10 points off Are the range. Damien Apperson? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, willing to, I'm willing to go no handicap. What, Chris. What, no handicap. I'm going handicap. I want to plus so Chris 10. So Chris and I were going to do a hibachi cook-off in the Blackstone. He's going to smoke me on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Boston butt off. But we'll do a Boston butt off the four yeah. the four of us. We'll do it because he's a, he's smoking too. So we could do, we Chris. Could I'm going to tag you in this. You're in better this. than Boston butt. It's just Boston butts are cheap. We're going to do easy. A, we're going to do a pulled we're pork. We're going to do beef ribs. We're going to do a pulled pork. <laughs> we're going to do a hibachi. Then we're going to do a steak. All at the same time. Do I have to bring my Blackstone to your Ooh. house? I'm selling my no, Blackstone. Well, you want to buy one? Are you like I'm going to buy one of those out? ones with the digital, those the, new fancy. 
I think they were white girls. We'll have to figure out the logistics, but we need to do three different segments and film Who's it. Who's judging it? We'll get all of our, we'll get a group of friends to judge it. We'll film it. It'll be funny. It already sounds uh, all biased. Oh, it's get a group of friends. I'm what about bring my pizza? Best, my Let's best go guy pizza. that can cook. We got to do pizza. We got to do, we got to do a steak. A Boston butt no, and it's pizza. Every, it's every man for himself. Chris isn't like on my team. Okay, or he's. Right. I'm fighting against him, just like you are. We're fighting for our lives here. <laughs> I think we should do a pizza instead of hibachi. Okay, can make your own. I've dough. never you made a make pizza. Your own dough. I've never made a pizza, but I have a KitchenAid. So you don't even need yeah, a KitchenAid. Don't use the KitchenAid. Actually, it'll make it too tough. I would say make pasta. Make pasta by hand. Have you ever made handmade pasta? Yeah. It's one of those like things. It's I, just, I haven't done that either. But I'll be making dinner and we'll be watching a cooking show because it's just like that background noise and just kind of like, yeah, I'm master chef. Sure, <laughs> we go. Well, look at my look at my uh, you know, my, my Julian carrots. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what podcasts do you guys watch these days? <laughs> so, there's uh, I'm on two. I like uh, Jelly Roll's wife, Bunny. She's crazy. She's got a great podcast. She's crazy. They're crazy. Um, but she's hilarious. They're and hilarious. there's a bunch of dumb ones. Like, I don't really ever listen to them full front to back, but Mean Girls, it's a hilarious podcast. I heard about that one. Stiff Socks. Um, Where do y'all find the time? I'm sorry. Well, that's what that's- you're in the car. And so a lot of these guys also do video stuff. So you can watch, like, they'll do a 10 minute snippet of a session where it's not the whole thing. Yeah. You just like, They'll kind of break it down. I've tried to quit listening to music in the car at all. If I'm not on the phone, it's a book or a podcast. And see, I, I just I like to get engaged into it. So I, I got like a twenty minute ride. So you gotta like forth, so you gotta like take a nap. You gotta like get cuddled in. Take a like, nap. Take some tea. <laughs> take a nap like, driving. Light a candle. When I drove to Colorado, my wife my wife is a, a, a very much a car sleeper. She's fallen asleep before we got out of the neighborhood. Yeah. It's just like getting in the car. I just bought her these like up, little things that go the driveway. The, she's asleep. Oh, <laughs> that's what puts her head back. You know, <laughs> but you I got these little headrests. They go onto the to the headrest of the car, so because she would fall asleep and like. So our trip to Colorado, man, she, what, she what, slept the a lot. Thirty six hour drive or something like that. I think I made it there in thirty four. Going she sleep, south. Did she sleep thirty two hours? She was a trooper. She she drove and stuff. I'm not gonna uh, say okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. We if she wasn't gonna listen to this Wait, podcast, drove, I would say that you drove all the way to the west <laughs> coast. Uh, just just Colorado, Denver, like Denver. Oh, that's, right? we didn't that's, go many, all, that's only like 25 hours. It's 24 hours straight, and yeah. I think we did it in 32 because we stopped. I, and did, I did. I, this is a, I did Cincinnati to Denver in 26 hours one time. Like no sleep. straight through, straight through 26 hours. Stupid. <laughs> it was stupid. Why? Yeah. Like, I tell you, I wasted man, two I hours trip, in Memphis. I don't was, like. Oh. I, it I'm was not, so, what am I in a rush? For? It was I'm not. Driving. It was. It was very much. Not, I was moving there, so I was like, I had a U-Haul. I had a truck. Like, it yeah, was, you're it just was, gonna get. It there. was very much not pleasure of a road trip. It and was, it, I was for us with uh, Cincinnati. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's with Christmas. Uh, she had a limited time to be there with time off, so. Like a flight, you know, six hours or whatever it is. So she was ready to get there, like right then. My cap's about 10, 10 hours, anything over 10. Because, bro, the older I get, when it's you, more five for me. When you map 10 hours, it really means like 12, 13 hours. You map eight, you're you're talking 10 hours. I'm getting to where five to six is too much. No, eight's good. All right, I want to get back. I can go do on a road New Orleans trip. to New Orleans to DC. That's about my limit now. 
If you go on a road trip with a buddy and he needs to stop to pee, like, you know, you got those guys that get in the car like we're not stopping until we get there. Nope. Not me. I'm every three hours. I'm fine with stopping because to pee. Every, hey, you got to pee, I'll pee. Every <laughs> three hours in, in my car is a half a tank of gas, just about. So I'll stop, hit a gas station, I fill up every Me three and Josh hours. were coming back from uh, Asheville. Josh Caprell coming back from Asheville once. And he was over there like squirming. I was squirming in my seat. And then he got, he's like, dude, I got to go. I'm like, I have got to go too. Have, are we both just like sitting here holding it in because we don't want to say to the I have guy? I have zero ego in the pee thing. I'll, I'll no. stop every. Like, I, my I think back, so. My back, my back and knees will start to hurt. So I'm like, I have to get out of this vehicle, dude. If anything, I'm gonna yeah walk around. But for I'm definitely like I'm. I'm gonna. I'm thinking about. It's probably every two and a half to three hours. Charleston. I can make it to Charleston without peeing. The problem is, yeah, I go I to Charleston. To Charleston without peeing. I go to Charleston, and now last time we went down there, uh, me and me, me and Matt found this cool little bar after the split. So after Columbia, after oh, my yeah? Function Junction. I need to know that bar because we're going down there soon. And there's like this cool little bar. It Wait, was like we're going down there. You're going yeah. with me. <laughs> it's it's this little. When dive. you guys going? <laughs> we're gonna go to Paul's. Paulie's. Yeah, his dad's got a house out there. We're going for. Let me know the next time you go to Charleston. It's just a nice little getaway. Man. Yeah, I'm due to come down to Charleston. But yeah, so it's a shithole. I don't want to say a shithole, but you know what I mean. It's a dive bar. It's a dive bar, right? Dollar twenty five bush lights <laughs> and a banging cheeseburger, and it was like. Just like yes. looked at this, look look on Google Maps, and it was like, y'all want to go to this place? And we like look at it, and we're like, it's like, yeah, it's the bar we like to go to until John Tafford comes and fucks it up because he's rescuing the bar. Like, no, no, we no, like no, to we want you to overpour <laughs> my drink, right? I want you to. You poured six ounces. I know, ounces I know in not my to vodka. get the soda. Okay, yeah. I know not to yeah. get the soda. <laughs> Some of those bars he goes into though, like it is kind of like. A disgusting shithole. But yeah, I'm not eating at that place either. Like, I'm not, like... See, that comes down to us being brewers again. Like, I, I don't order beer on draft at these kind of places because you, you just know, like, maybe those lines have been clean. Oh. Or you put the glass... Every time you get late, you know, it's pouring two So you hear the person pouring the beer and you hear... So drinking beer is oh. like... Oh. Drinking, drinking beer in another brewery for you guys is like eating in somebody else's kitchen. Yeah. I do it at a brewery. Oh, I totally um, walk around and look at breweries. Oh. Like, look at their setup. Be like, oh, look how clean the that. place yeah. is. Is it dirty? Oh, yeah, go into a brewery, look at their the, the feet of the fermenters of the tanks and stuff like that. That's the first place that it's going to start building. Do up they have a glass room. rinser? One thing I learned from restaurants is, you know, thinking about fountain drinks. How disgusting those get. Exactly. That's, and that's what we're like, talking about. Like, how good about. is the management team of, like, managing those fountain drinks? Are they pulling those damn plastic faucets off every same night, thing, soaking them? Same thing for the brewery, I guess. Oh, we we have that. a very strict uh, cleaning glass. Uh, the excuse me, the lines, the the faucets, the couplers. Like we break them apart all the time because every time you you come, do it yourself, or you we, pay somebody. No, we do it ourselves, man. I I have a bar manager that is just as concerned as I am. How often do you guys do that? Every two weeks, oh, and nice. there's a rotating schedule. Like couplers happen every month, faucets oh, happen every month. I think that. We do it monthly, so the BA suggests uh, every every two weeks, but we don't. I didn't feel like we rotated taps enough to justify cleaning. He has, he has a lot more taps than I too, so he can actually move from one to the other. Yeah, like, if we have another beer that wants to come over after the next one, you got to clean the tap. We, we're going to clean it. If anything, we're going to run some like sanding or something through it. 
because uh, maybe it's going from like a white lager tanks? to a Belgian or something. How is it a like, bar? We want to rinse it out. And, and you guys are doing all kegs, right? In the tap room? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we do serving tanks. So like that oh, beer okay, may yeah. be no, on no for serving a month. Tanks, you know? I was, I was, that's, that's a, yeah, that's a whole I want to say I was, but we also pay somebody to do it. And for us, it was more of a maintenance thing. I know if I paid somebody, it's getting done every four weeks. It's going to get acid cycled every three months. You know, this kind of brings it back to like, he's got his kitchen staff. Like he's got to be on top of a lot of different things to make sure everything's going right. So paying somebody to clean the lines, that's an easy thing. Yeah, my bar manager, like I want him to be as passionate about it as I am, so he just, you know, I trust him to do it. But I don't have to worry about a kitchen, where that that kind of cleanliness is. Oh yeah, it's a whole yeah. Health inspectors are joking, and they shouldn't be. They should be serious. Oh yeah, I mean, hell, one of our favorite uh, bars that we don't go to anymore. We we do occasionally. Like I just, I know I will not eat there. (laughs) You walk in, it smells like bleach and butyric acid. What'd you call it earlier? The... <laughs> <laughs> but it's, a, it's a great bar. So this is a very good Belgian blonde ale. Thanks, man. What's the process like for creating a recipe? I could mm-hmm. ask either one of you guys this, but for me and for most listeners, 99% of listeners, no idea what it comes down to when, when you have to say, okay, I'm going to create this beer. Like I've seen the whole process. I've, oh, yeah. I've seen behind the scenes more than most. And the and process I still don't is know the same. That. It's like you know, cooking a. We're talking about mother sauce. But where? Earlier, yeah. Right? So it's a re- it's a recipe, <laughs> right? So how do you decide? I'm going to make a blonde ale. Where does this recipe come from? What does that cook creation process look like? Well, and, and that's one thing that like liability and the reason I love being a part of that team is we do very traditional things. Uh, and try and elevate those, right? Like take something like a, a Belgian blonde, which maybe most people will like don't drink. You know, it's not like a regular beer that you go for. Like, man, I just want a, a lighter Belgian beer. Uh, and making beer, it though. very traditional, yeah, me too. Uh, and like we, we use uh, Abbey yeast, right? Single malt, single hop. Like, so walk, honestly, me through, this, walk me through the research process, though. So you don't just throw a bunch of things in a giant container and then brew a giant batch and go, I hope people like this. Oh my God. No, we've probably made that beer many different times. No, so like where does like hey. discovering a new recipe, both of you guys kick in on this discovering a new recipe. What does it look like when you throw some shit in a giant pot and hope people like it and then you make it, but don't you make like a smaller one? No. Look, every time you go and you make... We've uh, had this conversation before. We've had it how a different you, way, though. How do you just go make an app? No, but I'm, t- I'm no, talking I, about... No, like, I would take it differently. I would take it something more like cooking. All right, so yeah. every time you go and you you know, you know make a steak. We were talking about steak earlier. Do you do, do you cook the steak the same time every, the same way every time? Or do you, you cook it and you be like, oh, I could do a little bit of this. I'm always making it better. I'm always this. improving. Always improving. So going and be like, you know what? The cast iron was the right choice. I should use the cast iron. Duck fat versus it, ghee versus, oh, yeah. I mean, knowing God, what kind of like oil has a higher temperature of heat so that whenever you're throwing the garlic and herbs and everything back onto the steak. To I don't think I've ever made a pan. food the same way like I make a beer, though. Once you dial a beer in, my food changes all the time. My food changes all the time. Once you dial a beer in, I agree. But everything outside of that can change. So I'm ta- what I'm asking about, yes, I get it. Once you dial it in, it's the same. If I go and t- cook a steak, if I cook my same steak on my house and I go to your house, 
It's going to be different. It's going to be different. So yeah. if I go take my recipe and I brew my beer at your place, it will be different. That's why a lot of us don't care about sharing recipes. Here, you can have my recipe. I don't huh, care. Yeah, whatever. Water's going to be this much different, but it's going to be different. And I can break my, down minerals and say, like, my this, efficiency is going to be different. I'm direct fire. He's boiler. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just my, my so mash guys, guys are different. So you I guys, have a 15 barrel mash. You have a yeah. 10 barrel mash. Like, and that, that it's a different a shape. Just, there's different volume under the false bottom. So my science. pumps, yeah, it's all. So you guys could be within five miles of each other, the same exact recipe, brewing on your two different systems, and it would be two different beers. If co- you had people side by side would go, this is different. If you yes. had the exact same system five miles down the road, you might be the same. If I brewed on the exact same system five miles away, it would be the same. Even if, but if I brewed, it'd be different. Because like maybe because I'm gonna do one thing, one thing, right? One thing. Why be different? It's just like that's why we don't like compete with each other. So I'm not officially done talking about beer on this podcast, but I am (laughs) blown away by how different and amazing it is. That's why we can be best friends and work. Not that we have to stop today. That's that's why people all the time talk about like, hey, like, it's what's the competition like? And it's like. What competition? How like, often we're do you go friends. to a, like a, a a clothing store and be like, "Hey, uh, I don't really like the pants. Do you have? Do you have another store around here that you recommend me go get in these pants at?" Like, if somebody comes to our bar, I'd be like, "Hey, I really enjoy this bar. Where's the next place I should go?" Well, I can tell you if you like these kind of beers, you go here. If you like these kind of beers, you go here. If you like these, and they're right here. We had two breweries stop at our brewery today while we were canning because we canned like the entire day. Because they wanted to see what we might be doing different than them. I'll send Jeremy over to his place and be like, can he help you do something? Or, and if anything, he'll learn like a different way of doing it. Yeah. And that's how we continue to improve. Everybody. Rising tides. Yeah, sinking ships raise all tides or whatever. Rising tides goes. raise all ships. That's it. <laughs> well, I don't think I've ever got that saying right. Cousin. Cousin sinks every time. I don't know. <laughs> I was floating this weekend, boys. Mm. Jared Tuttle, hey. everybody. Yep. Cheers. You beer brewing, hunting son of a bitch. Hey, uh, thanks for coming back on a podcast. We really enjoyed it. I really appreciate um, y'all having. I feel like we could talk for hours. So yeah. We probably didn't even like. No, we could talk for hours. And the way I mean, for the anybody that hasn't, you always for be anybody back. that hasn't figured this out yet. We sit down for a happy hour. We have cocktails together with our friends, and we record it. And that's <laughs> yeah. what Happy Hour Podcast is. Yeah. So you're welcome back anytime well, you want to come have a couple drinks. Whatever comes up. You'll be welcome out. to the smoke-off. Yeah. I Chris Rassenstiel, Jeremy, you guys are getting called out on this. <laughs> getting, you're going to lose. <laughs> no, I mean. Yeah. Well, hopefully. <laughs> I'm just going for the free lunch. <laughs> the free, the free Fun, food. Well, that's you're in this. Fun. No, no, you're no, number four. That's fine. I'll, the free I'll do butts. it. I just, you're cooking, but, but we're all going to eat and drink. So yeah, we're really just, the slogan gonna, is, we're in it for the butts. <laughs> yeah, the good news is we're going to eat good food, drink good beer, and have good times. That sounds And good. have boom mics. <laughs>